Welcome to Golf and the Good Life, your guide to golf travel across the pond. I'm DJ Jones, joined by my friend and colleague, Connor Evers. Connor, it is great to be back after a couple pretty busy weeks for the two of us on the uh, the old golf travel front. Yeah, absolutely, DJ. Great to be with you today. Um, that's, that's definitely for sure. A few weeks ago, we had the PGA show in Orlando, Florida. It was great being back uh, at the show. Um, we were there the previous year and um i would i would call it more or less a a dud of a pga show there were were too many people there um uh, just because we were we were still coming out of covid and a lot of the bigger vendors like titleist and TaylorMade and a few others were not there but um more people more vendors were there and uh, more people were there and it felt like it was the pga show five years ago so it was great and um we had our captain's reception uh wednesday night um every year we have that as well so that was great seeing our partners from across the pond and um, all of the PJ professionals that have traveled with us in the past and, and uh, traveling with us this year in 23 and potentially for, for years to come as well. And uh, meeting with uh, again, other PJ professionals and just looking to, to book travel for the other year. So it was overall a very successful PJ merchandise show. And, and you were also across the pond DJ in, in St. Andrews, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the show wrapped up on Friday. I basically went home and packed a bag and then got on a plane Saturday morning to uh, to St. Andrews for Scottish Golf Tourism Week. We've attended the event every year. It's a great event. Uh, they held it at the uh, Fairmont in St. Andrews, which was my uh, my first time actually staying there. It's a little different experience than my normal trips to St. Andrews. It's a little further removed from town, uh, but a great property, uh, great event overall. We actually had a couple days uh, before the convention where uh, I was in St. Andrews, uh, kind of just hitting all the stops, if you will, and uh, stayed at the Rusacks, had a phenomenal dinner uh, up on the roof at uh, 18, thanks to Seamus and the team for for their hospitality. It's just, just going from strength to strength, as they say uh, there at the Rusacks. But yeah, so great, great time in St. Andrews and uh, great to be back talking about a topic today that in the scope of planning a trip is one of the is often one of the overlooked aspects of the planning process and yet it is the one thing that can make or break your trip and that is transportation dj this is a, a great topic and one of those key main factors that goes into planning a a trip across the pond and Today we're mostly going to talk about you know the 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 pros, if you will, of hiring uh, a driver host, and again, kind of everything that goes into it from when you arrive in in the country and then and to the point of point in time when you depart. So I'm just kind of looking forward to to talking about that today. Yeah, there are a lot of of benefits and a lot of reasons to consider hiring a driver host, and there are certainly uh, some advantages to going the self drive route. We have plenty of folks who do that every year. Um, but the vast majority of our travelers will opt to hire a driver host. They would just rather, you know, sit back, enjoy the ride, let a local show them around the country. Um, but, you know, the benefits, there can be some, some of them are smaller than others. There's a couple really big ones. Uh, but starting with some of the small guys, you know, it might be a little cliche to say, but number one has to be that they're accustomed to the left lane. It can be a stressful experience driving on the left side of the road, especially if you've never done it before, navigating all the roundabouts, navigating the, the windy, narrow streets. It's not exactly I-75 out there in terms of uh, in terms of the roads across the pond. So having a pro 
just take all of that stress off your back is just one less thing to think about during the trip. Yeah, for sure. And as we've talked about in the past episodes, DJ and I were just in Northwest Ireland, and this is the first time um, that when I was over that I I drove myself. And, you know, yeah, you can do it, but it is a little bit more nerve wracking. And I think it's one of those things where um, you, you don't really think of it, but, you know, the night before and, and the, you know, the flight over from, from New York to Dublin for myself, I and mean, I was definitely, definitely thinking about it because it is, it is different. Um, you know, how are the roads going to be? And, and, you know, really when, when you are self-driving, you know, you don't really need to take any driving tests or anything. I mean, when I rented my vehicle, I just gave them my, my state issued United States driver's license and they give you a key to a foreign car and, and you're, you're off and running. So it is a little bit more different and nerve wracking. Um, and again, hiring a driver host that is from, you know, Ireland or Scotland or wherever, um, you know, they're, they've grown up driving on the opposite side of the road and they know that. Um, and it just, it, again, I've talked about this multiple times in other podcasts, but it, it makes this seem more seamless and more or less vacation rather than work. And um, that's what's kind of the, the biggest key factor in that is you don't have to worry about it. You can sit back, relax. And, and um, you know, I, I think another thing too is, uh, you know, when, when I self-drove, uh, you know, it is a little bit more different again on, on the other side of the road, but going through multiple roundabouts, that's a big thing that um, people don't understand is it, there's not really too many stoplights and stop signs in, in Ireland or Scotland. Um, it's a lot of roundabouts. So that takes a little bit more time going through, obviously not used to it. So, you know, there's could be potentials that, you know, with, with self-driving, you may be late to tea times. So, you know, again, those driver hosts, they're used to it. Um, going through those, it can get you to those tea times on time. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's one of those things that, yes, you will get used to it as the trip goes, you know, it takes a couple of days, I would mm -hmm. say for you to kind of get the hang of it and, you know, be relaxed. You know, when I start out driving on the left side, I am a nervous wreck. I mean, no matter how many times I've yep. done it by day two or three, I've got the sunroof open and the music going and I'm, <laughs> I'm enjoying the ride and I'm intentionally getting lost at times, but it's, it's one of those things though that never really goes away during your trip. You are continuously thinking about, okay, we've just finished our round of golf. We've got an hour and a half to our next hotel or what have you. And mm -hmm. you're, you're just constantly thinking about the Correct. logistics and you don't need to be doing that. Your time is so much better spent in the pub, in the 19th hole, having a pint, enjoying the post round camaraderie, as opposed to thinking about your next drive. Uh, but that actually kind of ties into another benefit of hiring a driver host, and that is that they're always your designated driver. The laws across the pond are a little more strict than we're accustomed to here. Uh, it, in both the Scotland and uh, the Republic of Ireland, it's 0.05 is the legal limit. And you know it, that's less than a pint for, for most men, and you're, you're already across the number. And it's just not worth the stress of having to, you know, decide. Okay, who draws the sh the short straw today? Nobody wants to be the odd person out at the Guinness storehouse or the Harbor Bar or wherever. Um, and so you just hand that responsibility off to the driver host and just go have a good time. And that's what it's all about. 
Yeah, for sure. Definitely don't want to be the the one person out and and not enjoying the the crack, as they like to say. Um, you know, with with amongst the group, you definitely want to enjoy yourself. And I, you said it perfectly, DJ. You don't want to worry about it when you know you're on the 15th or 16th hole and you've got to drive an hour and a half to your next hotel. That's the last thing you want to worry about. You just want to enjoy your round and enjoy the trip overall. But um, I think the other the other kind of benefit of this um, is. You know they're they're the life of the party. Um, they're again the 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 name of that person's in, in in the name of their title, and that's it's a driver host. Um, they're going to host your group. They're going to figure out what you want. Is it someone that you know is going to want to talk in the microphone um, on on the coach and say, hey, you know this is some history of this town that we're driving through, or history of this town that we're driving through. Um, you know again they they act as a host and continually every year when we read surveys from our groups. A lot of times they won't even mention the golf or the awesome lodging or you know amazing five star restaurants that they ate at. They're talking about the driver host and you know how this person you know uh, dealt with this situation that came up because there is international travel and there's things that go along with it. But again, it's kind of funny how and you're obviously going on this trip to play golf across the pond and have a great time, and that's and it's your intentions of why you go on this trip. But a lot of those surveys that come back are all about the driver host and how they accustom themselves immediately to the group. Um, again, if it's if they want more touring, if it's more just simply golf, et cetera, um, they they kind of react and and kind of incline themselves to the group. So I think that's the the biggest factor of that as well. Um, and they're they're an extra member of your of your group. So if your group of eight, it, it turns into nine. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that is, like you said, every other survey that we receive throughout the travel season comes back with our driver host was phenomenal. He became part of the group. He, you know, we hope to rec to have him on our next trip, you know, and that really kind of links up with one of the two big reasons to hire a driver host. And that is that you're, they're basically, you know, jack of all trades is kind of a catch all phrase, but it applies. They are your concierge, your tour guide, your shoulder to cry on after a bad round. They're your designated driver. They're your your porter for your luggage and your and your clubs. They are gonna do everything for you, whether it's dining reservations, sightseeing. You know, if you want to stop at a distillery, you know they're gonna know the place. And you just can't put a dollar value on the value that that brings to your trip. And I really think the best way to kind of tie all this together is actually to hear it from two of our driver hosts firsthand. Uh, so we sat down uh, at the PGA show with John Daly and Gordon Donaldson. John Daly is uh, works with O'Callaghan coaches in Ireland for us. And Gordon Donaldson runs St. Andrews Executive Travel. We're going to start with John and then Gordon will come next. And I think that by the end, you'll have a pretty good indication of just what it is they do on a daily basis. If you're hiring a driver, I would recommend booking in plenty time, not leaving it till maybe a month or three weeks until you're going to your destination because you will not get them. You'd want to be booking, well, 12 months in advance. The first way to look at it is you won't get lost. You won't be late for a tea time. You, he can advise you on dinner reservations and Apart from that, if you're driving yourself, you don't know what to do or what to see after golf. Whereas your driver will be able to give you several different options that you could do on the day. Making the most of their time 
if they want to do some sightseeing after golf or before golf, they have to let me know the day before so I can work the schedule to suit within the driving hours. The driving hours aren't the big concern as such, it's the nightly rest that we have to get. Not that we need it, but it's European law and we have to be off the road for so many hours a night. So if they want to do something the following day and it's feasible to do it, I will do it. If you run into problem and you have a driver, they're local to the area, they'll be able to sort it out. The biggest problem you have is losing luggage or losing golf clubs when they don't arrive at the airport. Trying to chase them can be a pain. Lots of times, if you're staying close to the airport, it's okay. If it's a thing that the guys are golfing locally in the morning, I can go to the airport while they're golfing. Most of the times it works out. You get back to the course, the guys will be coming into the turn, and I would give him his clubs to play the back nine. And to see the look in their faces is priceless. The first thing we look for in new drivers is their ability to communicate, be able to chat to all different kinds of people. For some groups, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. For others, they're over every year. And you've got to be able to communicate with these guys. You've got to listen. Listen to what the people are saying in the back of the bus. They may want to go to a distillery, but no one's told us. So if you're listening, you're analysing then where you can fit in a distillery with the least disruption to the tour. But it may well be that someone says, my great-granddad worked at Glenkinchy Distillery. So if that happens and they're in the Muirfield area, the driver would obviously make, without saying anything, would make the effort to go to Glenkinchy so this man could see where his grandfather worked. And that has happened on a number of occasions. But there's also serious things that happen. We one time had a lady who left all her medication back in the US and it was serious medication that could really result in her perhaps even passing away. And the driver just said, look, you go and play your golf, give me a list of your medications, give me proof of who you are, I will go and sort this out. And that involved the driver going firstly to a local doctor, finding out exactly what he had to do, going to a pharmacy and even going to a hospital at the same time, he was arranging with the ladies' uh, relations back in the US to get all the correct medicine sent across by courier. And that arrived four days later, but she didn't miss a day of meds. That kind of thing would take over your trip if you were in a self-drive car, whereas they were able to go out, play Kingsburns, and not worry about what was happening at all. Fantastic. That was some some great knowledge from from Gordon and 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 John and uh, you know both two gents that help us and serve our members quite well um, each and every year. But um, I agree. I mean, they're again they're 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 there to make this trip a great experience for you. And you know, for example, if if 
you know, if you're uh, staying at Nesswalk, for example, in Inverness and playing Brora, for example, and, you know, maybe it's not on your itinerary, but you want to stop and go to a distillery. Great. You can go to the distillery right in, in Brora, which is great. And, you know, again, maybe it might not be on your on your itinerary that Jen Eccles, our concierge may do, but it's something that they can add that, again, creates value um, with having a driver host. And, and sometimes you may not even know these little nuanced places um, if you are self-driving. So again, just something else to, uh, to add to there. And, um, you know, Gordon kind of mentioned that about the, about the lady there with, with against, you know, stuff happens when you're across the pond and, um, they're the people that, that really kind of get your trip back going if, if something does happen. And, you know, for example, I mean, we, DJ and I have plenty of stories that, that of things have happened over the years. And again, most of the time everything works out rest assured, but, um, you know, sometimes it, it, things do happen with luggage and what have you, this is a, this is an international trip. So, you know, just for example, from last year, um, we had a group and they were going to the Southport, England area. And it was a group of eight gents. And one of them was flying from Atlanta, Georgia to Manchester. And the flight actually from Manchester to Atlanta had a medical emergency across the pond and had to turn back. So um, unfortunately, he had to, to fly into London Heathrow instead. And um, I was helping him uh, make his journey from, from the London Heathrow airport through the tube and through the Northern line, all the way up to, to Manchester to get him up there. Um, and they were playing a rival day golf. Uh, what happened was that gent was able to be picked up from the driver um, and was able to get to the, the, the golf course. I believe he missed the first or second holes. I can't remember. It was only a couple, but um, he actually did ship his clubs beforehand. And when this was all happening, I was working with the, the driver and the driver was able to go to the hotel, grab his clubs, literally took them out of the travel, travel luggage and, and put his clubs out on the, on the golf course and uh, caddy took them. And I, I'm pretty sure he teed off the third hole. So, you know, that's something that probably would not have happened if they were self-driving, he would have had to do a few other things to work it out. Um, and, and more than likely would have missed that first round of golf. But again, the, the help of us as H and B and especially the, the driver host on the ground made that, that come together. And he was definitely appreciative of that. So again, just one story of many of, of why it's important to have a driver host again, not only just driving on the left side of the road, but to, to ensure that you can get back, um, back on the roots of, of the trip. 100%. I mean, you know, Gordon said it best. I mean, stuff like that has the the ability to take over your trip. I mean, th that descript uh, story that Gordon told with the medication, that would absolutely take over a trip. Not in an effort to harp too much on these guys are here to make sure that anything that goes wrong gets fixed. That's just one part of it, and it's but it can mm -hmm. be a very big part of it if something does go awry. The majority of the time, everything goes as planned. But to have that pro in your back pocket to get your trip back in the fairway is absolutely priceless. So now let's talk a little about how it works. You know, the the tendency is to think, well, I've hired this driver host, and so they're at my disposal twenty four seven, and that's not exactly the case. It's important to remember, as John noted, that um, you know they are subject to rules and regulations in terms of how much rest they can have and so forth. But by and large, that your driver host is going to be at your disposal for roughly eight hours a day from the minute they fire up the coach the first time that day. And yes, the time does keep running while you're on the golf course. So it's important to have an open communication with your driver host. 
talk about the next day's events, figure out what the best plan is as far as wheels up or uh, you know, maybe you need to have breakfast in the hotel as opposed to at the golf course to maximize how much time they have available. Your driver host is going to talk through those things with you, um, but they are there to make sure you get the most of that time. You're just going to need to have an open dialogue and not uh, assume, if you will, that, well, they're, they're going to be at my beck and call whenever I need them. They've got to work around their own constraints, but they're going to do everything they can to make the most of that time. Yeah, you you said it perfectly, DJ. And and I always like to give the example. And it's just one of the things to work out. Um, you know, it's so say for example, you're staying in in the town of St. Andrews and you're playing Kings Barnes. Um, Kings Barnes is approximately a 15 minute drive from the town. And just again, easy math. Uh, you're gonna want to you know warm up and hang out there for 45 minutes before your round. So with the drive and the, your your kind of warm up time, that's an hour. Say a round of golf again, easy math is is four hours. That's five. So you know you got a fifteen minute drive back. So you know you've got approximately three hours with that driver. Um, you know, so if you want to do some touring or stuff, you can you can put it in there too. So it's just one of those things that us as as H and B as a company for our groups, we have to logistically frame. Again, if you're at the pub and want to you know a, a ride back at you know twelve a.m. or one a.m. It's probably not going to work if you're playing golf during that day. So um, again, if they're not at your beck and call, it's just one of those things that you know everyone needs to um, to kind of consider um, when having a driver host. And Gordon said it perfectly. If it's if it's your 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 one and only trip to St. Andrews or or Ireland, or if it's something that you're you're going every year on, um, you know they want you to have an unbelievable experience. And again, act as a host. They want you to see their country and see their city and see their town and go to the pubs that they're they're at. So it, it's all about communication and what you want out of this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Gordon said it best. You know, the drivers. You know, they they do their best to to listen and pick up on the cues and so forth. But the more information you can arm your driver host with the better your experience and the better they're going to be able to serve you, you and the group. And, you know, and so, yeah, if there's a particular distillery or yeah, if you want to play some extra golf and you're looking for a recommendation, ask the question, um, you know, don't assume that they, that they know, you know, the, the group's preferences and so forth, because every trip is different. You know, every trip that H and B plans is completely custom and, we do it that way for a reason, because the trip in the end is yours and your driver host is there to do the exact same thing. So the other key question relates to cost. Um, you know, a lot of times we're asked, well, how much, what's the difference in terms of self-drive versus a driver host? And, you know, if it's just two of you out on a trip, the difference between the two will be somewhat significant or at least measurable. We do still have plenty of uh, of groups of two that hire a driver host, and it's just the three of them on the on the open road throughout their trip. But usually, once you get to the magic number of eight uh, in terms of travelers, the cost difference is minimal, if any. I mean, because otherwise, you're talking if there's eight of you, yeah, we've, you're talking two rental vehicles and all of that stress that we talked about earlier in the episode. But once you get to eight, that difference is minimal. But the value that gets added to your trip is just can't be touched. Yeah, you said it perfectly there. And, and you're definitely right. If you've got eight golfers 
and you're going to want to self-drive. I mean, you're going to need two uh, two vans, call them MPVs. So if you will, like uh, mini vans, if you will. And again, that stress we just talked about is now over two people out of the eight people because you have to have two drivers with two vans. I get it if it's two people um, because again, those, those coaching costs are divided by um, the people in the group. And the biggest thing, I mean, I'm, I'm just, again, I'm working with a, a, a member of ours right now and uh, it's him and his son, and they're doing a trip uh, to the Dublin area as well as Northern Ireland. And they're kind of back and forth right now between uh, hiring a driver host and and also renting. They've they've rented before, but they're going to stay in Belfast as well as Dublin. And again, just just an example here is, you know, if you are self driving, there's a couple other things that go into that, and and that's parking as well as paying for um, we call it gas, but petrol over there. Um, so, you know, sometimes parking can be 30 and 50 pounds or euros if you're valeting it or, or having the hotel take care of it. Um, you know, so that's that's adds up and, you know, petrol and stuff, that's that's sometimes double and triple the cost compared to what we have here stateside. You know, a lot of times when you add up some of those those parking fees and the petrol and stuff and and put it all in the factor, even if you're a group of two, you know, a lot of times it just the 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 opportunity cost, if you will, um, favors more hiring a driver host rather than um, than 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 self driving. So, yeah, I mean, it is it is really funny the things that you take for granted that once you're over there, you know, on a self drive setup, that all that all of a sudden become an issue. You know, I pulled off at a gas station. I don't know somewhere in Northwest Ireland. I I, I don't know where I was, but and. <laughs> Of course, the tank is on the other side of the car as it is to me. So I had to like get, uh, turn the car around. Yep. And then I get out and it's, and this guy just comes wandering over. Hey, how much, how much gas do you want? Well, how much mm. petrol do you want? Yeah. I don't know. I, first off, who are you? It turns out it's a full service <laughs> station. I didn't know those were still a thing, but, it, but they are over there. And number two, he's like, well, how much do you need? I'm like, I have no idea. It's in liters. I don't know. I don't know what that means in compared to gallons. Right. Um, so it's just funny all of the things that you know that in, like you said that do in the end add up to was this really worth it? And you know there are certainly some advantage to a self drive trip. Uh, not the least of which is the fact that it's just you and the and the open road and you are limited only by your imagination and time in terms of how much you want to drive and and go. Uh, explore the countries. And I've done plenty of exploring, but we're going to cover all of that in the next episode uh, or a future episode, I should say. It may not be the very next one, but it will come around uh, because there are some benefits and I think it's only right that we cover it. But as far as driver hosts, have we have we checked all the boxes, Connor? I'm I think I think we have, DJ. I think we've talked about again pros and cons of of both. And again, DJ and I are definitely more on the the pro side of things when it when it comes to this. Again, it just it just um, relieves a lot of stress. Um, and I, I like to say it. It's you know this person is is insurance for you, right? I mean, it, it, again, DJ said it perfectly. It gets you back in the fairways, um, literally <laughs> at times. Um, so it's it's an insurance standpoint when it comes to your investment of this trip of, of just hiring this person and and just a a coach as well. So, um, but yeah, I, I think we hit it all. This has been great, DJ. 
Fantastic. Well, great to be back with you, Connor. Thank you to everyone out there who tuned in. If you have any questions, feel free to send them our way. You can DM us on social media or shoot us an email at golf at haversham.com. But in the meantime, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back with you soon. And we wish you plenty of golf at its finest and life at its best. <laughs>